You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. Today is a very special day and Eva is going to take over now from here. Yay. So today our guest is, well, we go way back, actually. We uh, studied together high school. Um, what else? I mean, <laughs> university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way back. 20 years or so. Anyways, uh, Robson Lindberg is here today with us and he is the world's or striving to the Striving to be the world's best TBI patient and an inspirational speaker, announcer, and let's let's give it over to you. You tell us more about yourself. Thank you. I understand I'm also the first, as you put it earlier, the first fox in the hen house, which sounds, <laughs> sounds interesting. Yeah, that's me. Um, the, striving to be the world's best TBI patient, and TBI means traumatic brain injury patient. And... Uh, Yeah, that's that's been my uh, life for the past four and a half years. And um, before that, we uh, with Eva, we we well, I, I actually never went to school in that sense. I was always there, but I never actually studied. Still, actually, not done yet with my studies. Um, but yeah, and now we're here. Fast forward 20 years later, and we're here talking about stuff can you can you tell us just a little bit more about like your background your upbringing and sure so um i um i've lived in five different countries before i was 11 so that i'm born in finland my brother's born in the u.s then we lived in germany then we moved to england where my sister's born and then we moved back to or then we moved to sweden and uh then we moved back to finland when I was 11 and um, my kind of red thread in my life has been sports and uh, just moving, basically moving is, is in any direction. Um, like that, that's the only thing that's kept me kind of grounded. Um, I mean, switching schools, the longest we lived in one place was four years. So it was always, you know, um, upheaval of the roots and then just move on and, 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 and so on. So, um, yeah. And that's kind of been what's, or that defines, it actually defines my taste in music, my circle of friends. Blink 182. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> We share that in common too. Jeez. I remember we both used to be obsessed. I actually listen still in to love Blink. with Tom DeLonge. <laughs> I, I listened to Blink-22 last time today, which I think tells me. Which song? Um, actually, All the Small Things. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I Miss You and Adam's Song. I've got them on two different playlists. Adam's Song is the bomb. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, think, I think actually they, they, were, they, were, they still match my mature, level of maturity. Um, I think when you call an album, take off your pants and jacket. I think that's that. That's my level of IQ and maturity right there in a nutshell for you. Or enema of the state. Like they have. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, and then uh, actually I listened to your intro too, and for some reason I studied economics. So I went, I went one shade bore, bore, more boringer than Eva. She studied marketing, which was my minor, but I studied economics, which is, I think it's about as exciting as watching paint dry. <laughs> but I found it fascinating of the <laughs> anthropological aspect of it to see how um, the aggregate stuff moves and how um, a person actually isn't rational and how you can measure certain things, but you can't measure things like happiness. For example, in, in economics, uh, happiness or it, it's assigned with you called utility and you can't really measure it. So you can have like, you can have a BMP equation where, where, where you have actually one thing where you can measure and that's disposable income on a personal level, but you can't measure happiness. And I think that's, that, that was the part I was interested in how you actually make a country function based on numbers. And then you have to actually take into account a whole different set of variables that you can actually account for. Except this thing we have in Finland where we actually get uh, every year we get nominated to be the happiest country in the world, which I'm, which I'm just, I'm, I'm, it, I don't think it's that way. I just think that people don't have the balls to say that they're not happy. <laughs> so I agree very much. I'm always like, what's it? What? what? How, yeah. how do they measure that? How do they do that? I don't know, but I dropped the bomb last year in, in Copenhagen when I was uh, there working for Ironman. I dropped the bomb and, I, and they said that, that uh, Copenhagen is, or Denmark is the second happiest country in the world. So you guys are just going to have to catch up. And I said, <laughs> but funny fact there, um, you're going to have to catch up with me because I'm from Finland and that's the happiest country in the world. And yeah, anyway, so um It's kind of weird because my friends who are from abroad and uh, like when I have friends over and I like leave them for a day to explore Helsinki, they always say that everyone is so happy and friendly here. I'm like, where are those when I'm like walking the streets? Because I haven't really experienced that. Maybe well, during summers. Yeah. But then. Yeah. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think there's there's a difference too in, in like general happiness and also happiness with life. And I, I mean, we have, everything is pretty good in Finland. Right. I mean, there are no, um, I mean, there's no, that's an overstatement again, but there's very little violence in a sense. Um, there's very little, I mean, like, so 10 years ago, I passed out on the street drunk and I still woke up with all the cash in my pocket. I mean, <laughs> right. Like that wouldn't happen in many other places. Where yeah. would that happen? And uh, yeah, so so I think that, that in that sense, um, yeah. Anyway, well, let's let's go back just a tiny bit because so you mentioned about four and a half years ago something happened that changed your life completely and it kind of you know put you on a completely different track where you are today. Can you just tell us what happened and and as in your little intro, like we said that you are the you know striving to be the world's best TBI patient. Can you just Tell us what happened and, and yeah. Sure. Um, so the red thread in my life has been sports. Um, um, and to, to, to kind of ground or to, to have a kind of point, um, like zero point of how, how my, um, uh, how I start some sports is that I actually, I was drunk in a bar in 2012 and I, 
um, made a bet to do a triathlon and, and it's kind of the same thing with hockey. Um, I, we, we had this thing called blood on the ice with, with a few friends, um, in 2010. And that's when I put on hockey gear for the first time, full hockey gear. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start playing hockey. And then in 2016, I was playing a beer league game. Uh, I got clean checked, um, check clean shoulder, shoulder, um, and uh, my skates suddenly pointed to the roof and I hit my head on the ice and then I was unconscious for three minutes. Um, and then I woke up in the ambulance. That's my first memory. Um, and <laughs> when, when they, when I regained consciousness, I didn't, I, had, I couldn't remember what happened during Christmas. So that was like a month and a half gap more even um yeah and then uh got you know shipped over to the hospital and the doctors checked me out and said i was fine and i lived normally for two weeks i went to london for a business trip and <laughs> during the business trip i forgot who i was <laughs> where i worked which is interesting i forgot what i sell yeah too because um it's funny because i had actually i had been a part of constructing the sales pitch um, but, and then, then two weeks after that, I found myself in Helsinki, uh, in the middle of the street at, I think it was eight thirty or nine in the morning on my way to, to, to work. And I just didn't know who I was or where I was going to go. And, um, that sounds like what, that sounds so scary. Like, what did you do in that very moment when you realized that you're like, holy shit, here I am on the street. Like, where am I going? Who am I? I, my first thought was, why the fuck do I have a shirt on? <laughs> it's interesting. Why am I wearing clothes? No, it's like, why, am, why do I have a shirt, shirt. like a dress uh, shirt? Right. right. Okay. So why you're and dressed? And I was like, well, you know, I've, I've got, I've got this, this is a bag. Um, and I have a laptop in my bag. And I was like, okay, well, oh, a business card. Did and you know who you were? Like, did you, did well, you I know that of, I am Robson or was it more of like? I, I kind of, well, I, I don't really remember, but. I Googled myself to the office and that's because I had a stack of business of my own business cards in my bag. Okay. And I kind of like through logical thinking, I kind of like, if I have a ton of these, then they must be mine because right. they're the only ones that matched. Like, holy fuck. That's sorry. Swearing, but like, no, that was, sounds so, I can't even imagine how exactly no. you can't even imagine because. No. And also how um, the doctor said that you were fine. How I would just like, is it how, because I'm not, I don't know how brain scans and so on, things like that work, but um, they didn't see anything. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. But they just like so they, ignored it. The, or? Night, the, night of, um, the night of my injury, they CT scanned me. Yeah. Um, computer tomography just a crash course in the difference between yeah, please. CTIs, we know nothing. MRIs, and tractographies. <laughs> the, uh, a CT scan is like a bump up from uh, an x-ray machine, if I understand it correctly. And so you basically see uh, shifts, if there are any, but they're not on a tissue level like in an MRI. 
Um, and what they were talking about then was a subdural hematoma, which is a, a bleeding between the skull and the brain. And they saw that there was something there. They scanned me, sent me home, and I slept at my parents that night because I, well, my mom came to get me that night and I, I didn't know who she was. But again, logical, you know, stuff is like, well, she seems awfully nice. Yeah, loving. <laughs> and it's like- I'm, It's she, crazy that you can she, laugh about this. Like, I'm just like, yeah. What, so, um, <clears throat> and it's also interesting how you could in that state still put pieces together. Like the brain is well, I'll tell you very one thing. interesting. Uh, yeah, the brain is fucking interesting. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, um, the amount of shame and guilt at that point, when you have no clue what's going on, uh, you become very creative. Um, and what happens is, is that, that all this guilt forces you to, to, to become very creative and just, you know, you draw certain conclusions. And there's also a big level of not giving a fuck in the sense where you're like, okay, I'm now I'm so lost that I, I have no idea who I am, where I was, or, or what I'm actually doing here, that let's just go with the flow. And my mom came to pick me up and I didn't have a clue who she was. And then at some point I went, oh, okay, yeah, it must be mom. You know, it's like, okay. it wasn't the first time she picked me up from the hospital either. So I've been there, been there before, but this was by far the worst injury I've ever had. I mean, I've had, I've broken both my thumbs twice, my nose twice, a vertebrae in my back, a piece off my thigh bones come off. Um, I've had an internal bleeding in uh, the left side of my upper torso and hand. Um, so it's, it's Would not, you say that like just listening to all these injuries, like I don't think I've ever broken a bone. Um, which is interesting. Just, I, I want to know how, how do you do that? Because I'd like to read that manual at some point. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, <laughs> I, would you consider yourself and like kind of kind of like an action junkie or just prone to accidents or maybe a combination of both? Or I would describe myself as action prone. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like to do stuff. Yeah. Um, all of them have been calculated risks at some point. Um, it's not like, it's not this jackass Dudeson style thing. It's not that. It's just that with the amount of hours that I've actually done sports, it's just inevitable. Right. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just at some point your number's up. You know, you know, when I broke my back, I also tore a layer off my off the skin in my face, and I broke a thumb, and just you know, it happens. Um, but but it, so I mean, yeah, injury prone. No, no. I mean, if if I look back when I when I did motocross, I didn't break a single bone then, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I did break a few bones snowmobiling, but that's a different thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, but a brain injury is so different because there you are in the hospital at 30 years old and you have no clue who your fucking mom is. And you also have no clue of articulating your symptoms. So you put on this, you put on this uh, persona where you're like, ah, oh, fucking fine. 
And it's also, I think, without going that much into, you know, stereotypes of something, but it's also for me, independence is the biggest thing that I value. So I don't want to be dependent on anyone. Um, but at some point, my mom told the nurse that, 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 that everything's not good. And, and the nurse went, well, you know, the doctors have cleared him, so it's fine. Um, and they forced me to, (laughs) my mom told me this, they forced me to carry my own hockey bag, which was funny. Out of the hospital. Out of the hospital, which was funny because, uh, because when my mom kind of came to get me and she said, we're going home. And that's when I, that's probably when I went, oh, okay, well, you know, we're home is where, you know, you, you, nice lady, she knows where home is. (laughs) Um, and then, and then I just jumped up from the bed and I walked out and, and, and then my mom went, you know, you've got all your hockey stuff. And I went, oh, so that's why I'm wearing, oh yeah, yeah it's my hockey. So I, I wore, I always wore the same shorts, knee socks, t-shirt, uh, shorts and cap. It doesn't matter how cold it was, like plus 30 to minus 30, I always wore it. And then I was like, okay, well, well so I must've been playing hockey. Um, anyway. Uh, I slept at my parents' house and then the next morning they called and said, you know, you need to come back. We found a subdural hematoma in your skull. And I went to the hospital and then they said, you're at the wrong hospital. <laughs> and then I said, okay. And then, and then they said that, uh, but you're not allowed to leave because once a brain injury patient has come in the door, he's not allowed to leave. And that's when I heard the words traumatic brain injury for the first time. And then I asked my dad who the fuck's brain damaged. And he went, it's probably you. <laughs> and that's basically when my new life started. And then two, mo- two weeks later, I found myself, you know, in the middle of Helsinki, didn't know who I was, or where I was going to go. And so I, I, I Googled myself to, to the office, um, which was like 300 meters. Um, and then... From there I had, that's when my real, like, that's when symptoms, so the body is really smart, but the, 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 we can't even say the body is really smart and that includes the brain, but your personality is dumb as fuck. So you won't listen to certain things because either you're an optimist or then you're in denial or, or, which is totally normal, but that's when my symptoms started coming on, which I couldn't ignore anymore. So I couldn't get out of my um, uh, office chair. That was one thing. Um, like you couldn't sit up or, or I mean, I or you could stand I, up. From I tried to get up and I fell down. Okay. The whole world was spinning. Um, my eyesight from my left eye disappeared, which isn't weird because that happens to me when I get migraines sometimes. So I was like, okay, well, you know. And this was two weeks after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um, I was like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's weird. I can't see my left arm or left arm, which is interesting because I'm left-handed. So it's kind of, <laughs> you can't see your left arm. It's like, well, anyway, yeah. headaches, the nausea. And then that's the first time I had an anxiety attack. Actually, it's the second time. And I was like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And that's when, uh, but at that point, I, I didn't go home. It was my colleagues that said, dude, you, you might want to go home and rest when they saw me fumbling around on the floor. Right. And then I walked 
around about to the same place where I found myself. And I was like, okay, this is the end of the road for me. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't go. I can't, I can't, I can't walk anymore. And then for some reason I had found a, I found a, I, I left a, a note from <laughs> such an uplifting name from the brain damage clinic in Helsinki. And I called them and I said, um, I'm experiencing heightened symptoms. Yeah. And they said, well, okay, just, you know, how about you take yourself to the hospital and then from there we'll check you out. They checked me out and they said it was part of the game and they sent me home. And then 12 weeks after I got checked, I went into an MRI machine, magnetic resonance imaging machine. And uh, I laid there for um, about 50 to 60 minutes. And then they said, uh, the doctor will call you if there's anything wrong with you, but they're not there. There usually isn't. So you're fine. And then two days later, he called me and he told me that I had eight brain bleedings and whiplash. And, uh, he asked me if I have time to discuss how it's going to affect the rest of my life. And at that point I was in such shock that I only said, well, let me check my calendar <laughs> and see if I have time. <laughs> I was on sick leave, so, you know, newsflash, yeah. I had nothing. That's yeah. <laughs> nothing. Um, and then we discussed for 45 minutes and he told me that I'd probably never be able to do any sports again. What was your life like, like physically could like during those 12 weeks and that period, like, were you able to walk and well, I slept for 20 hours a day, sometimes 22. Um, It took me 10 minutes to get out of bed. I had like eight different headaches. Um, my right side of my body was numb. Um, I, um, uh, my balance was so off that I couldn't really, um, I, I didn't know which cars were parked and which cars were in movement when I was walking on the street. So when I walked to the grocery store, I um, put my hand against the wall because then I knew that I'm probably uh, on the sidewalk. And if someone hits me, then it's their fault. And um, it was also work. I, I could walk like maybe, you know, 15, 20 steps and then I had to take a break. And uh, I couldn't remember where my grocery store was. So I, my inner map was like gone. Yeah. Um, and um, I was, I could be social for 10 minutes a day. And um, I tried to do, so my physical therapist put me on a, on a stationary bike and I could do nine minutes and 46 seconds. And then I almost fell asleep. Which is a stark contrast to what I could do before because I, Done an Ironman distance in, uh, uh, you know, six uh, six months earlier. And actually, I'd done a half Ironman too in January. Um, I just, I was so light sensitive that once I got a hold of a pair of dimming um, shades, I actually didn't. 
had my curtains pulled down for uh, 24 months. And I had one light on at a time. And I'd often shower in the dark. Um, and that's kind of the physical part. Then you have the mental part, which is fucking agonizing because um, when you're 30 and realize you can't crawl or write, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> That'll humble you. <laughs> um, but then I, I actually translated a French children's book, which is among the coolest things I've done in my life. And I picked up the pen. I tried to do it on a computer first, but that, that just didn't work because of the brightness. Um, and uh, I picked up a pen and went, okay, let's go old school. And um, <laughs> I think the first day I wrote one word and then the next day I wrote three. And then a month later I could write. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting because <clears throat> uh, Actually, now I got it. I got the epiphany that I was looking for. I actually Googled today what self-worth means, like I told you guys yeah. earlier. And when you sit, when, when you've met about, uh, during that time period of, of like a year after my traumatic brain injury, I think I, I met, I must've met 20 neurologists. And one after the other, they go, you're never gonna work and you're never going to do any sports and oh yeah by the way there's no use in rehabbing you because with these kind of damages people don't come back that's horrible that they even say that like oh, yeah well i mean well, i, I mean, guess they don't want to give like false hope or you know but no it's because they're lazy fucking idiots that that's it it's, it's, you, you can mask it in false hope. Uh, you can mask it in um, them wanting to be uh, humane. You can mask them in wanting, not wanting to try to trick you. But if, if, if we would tell more people that, look, this is, this is the car, this is the hand you've been dealt. Medicine is rewritten every day, right. as is history. Go write your own book. So for, because now you're sitting here and obviously- and you know, I, Sorry, I want to get back to self-worth yeah. thing. Sorry, so, so, so th and this is the epiphany I, ne I needed. So when you sit there and you're in this um, developed Western country where I also come from a family where my, my, my dad's an academic, where he has an academic degree. And then after that, he's done a career and so on. And in Finland, you pretty much expect, you know, you either have a, a master's or at least a bachelor's. And if you have a bachelor's, you kind of, uh, you know. And then you sit there and you go, okay, well, so wait a minute. I'm never going to ever make a dime in my life from the work I can do. And basically, I'm going to live on benefits my whole life. And even though you in your head go, well, I've paid taxes for long, for a long time. So I'm basically entitled to them. It still fucking crushes you. Cause you've got, at that point I had like 35 to 40 years left until I could you know, legally retire. So to say, if I would be a, a, a normal person. And then you go, well, I might have to take a look at my values again. Mm -hmm. And you feel worthless. You feel, 
you feel uh, you feel worthless and you feel like you have no purpose. And from there, I was lucky enough to actually decide one night in the shower. It was actually Easter 2016, where I decided that I came home. We always do the same boring damn things with my family. But that's when I noticed in how bad of a shape I was. And this was before I got to know how many brain bleedings I had. And then I was like, okay, I came home for, you know, every night and I cried my eyes out in the shower. And then I went to sleep and then I did the same thing next day. Did the same stuff with my family, noticed how bad of a shape I was in. And then came home. And then the fourth night I went, okay, this is not productive. This is just not productive. And I like, there's this one inspirational speaker. He says, you know, I threw a pity party and damn, I can party. And I did that too. And I was like, okay, I need a new goal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you know, the first thing that pops into my head, that, that'll be my goal. And I was like, okay, I want to win the world championships in Ironman, <laughs> which is <laughs> the most stupid idea ever. Because at that point, I couldn't physically write. Mm which means that I couldn't physically sign up for the fucking race either. So I went, okay, well, that's kind of, take a look at a skyscraper. Okay. That's the penthouse. That's that, that's that. And I'm at, I'm down in the parking lot down in the basement and I need something in between. And then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to choose to, to listen to all of these neurologists that I've met, then fine. Either they're right, or I just try to do something and make the best out of it. I was like, okay, well, you know, everyone says I've got traumatic brain injury. So if we, how about I do this traumatic brain injury thing better than anyone's done ever in my life, in their lives. And I said, okay, well, good. Let's do this better than everyone's, anyone's done it on the planet. So I decided to someday I'd be able to call myself the world's best traumatic brain injury patient. And I remember I got off the shower floor and I was like, okay, that's fucking, that's a stupid idea. Went to sleep, woke up the next day and it was like someone lifted the weight off the world, the weight of the world off my shoulders. And I'm like, okay, let's get to work. Yeah. And let's just, let's just do this. Have you always been like, like that, like striving for something? Because I think that certain people have a certain type of essence within them. I don't think everyone could have just like picked themselves up and choose because it's like an everyday practice to go back to like, okay, I choose to not um, dwell in and also to look through what the doctor said that can like be a lot already. Well, I think... In my point of view, that was life and death for me. Not being able to do sports is, I mean, you can just bury me six feet under. Life is, for, I mean, some people say they can't, you know, live without arts or, or, or in your case, probably yoga, um, meditation. Um, in, in my case, it's sports and it's the fact where I love flogging myself. So when I'm, you know, when I'm dead tired and don't have the strength to take another step, that's when I'm the happiest. 
<laughs> Love it. But uh, what, what would you say, like... So, so, wait, just yeah. a minute. so like, for, for me, I think that some people haven't... The, the gravity of your situation is that, that... Let's take Mel Robbins, for an example. She's got this good, good thing where the, she's got a five-second rule where you kind of have to trick your brain into doing something and then you count down from five to one and then you just do it. And she said that we actually make these mini decisions along the way every day and then we're suddenly in a rut and then we think we can't get out of there mm. well in my case it's life or death i just don't think people take it seriously enough yeah and and the fact is that if someone tells you it's life and death then it might not be life and death for you but it might be life and death for them but if you treat your the thing you want to fix as life and death and that's reality for you, then you actually get the results you want. So it doesn't matter if I've always been like that. Mm. This, this thing kicked me into overdrive. Yeah. Again. Mm. So that's just kind of the point I want to make is that stop hiding behind the fact yeah. that you're, you haven't been that way. So fucking what? Yeah. It's easy maybe to, well, I haven't been in that position, but in even when I'm just like um, having a shitty day and it's easy to just blame things on circumstances and to kind of go into that and stay there in that wheel and process and not. Absolutely. I still think it's like there must be some kind of essence to like actually be able to okay, this is happening. What am I going to do about it? Well, I had, I had dwelled on this for a month. Right. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, and this is like an important thing. It's not, it's not, it's not a Hollywood movie where I, where I fucking have the perfect upbringing and then I get brain damage and then yeah. I sit in front of 20 neurologists and then I declare like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You know this. I'm, I'm not going like to do that. You hit rock bottom. You like you were in a rut, and yeah. you had to. You no, had no I choice was, but was, to bring I yourself up. Think like uh, rock bottom is is a very good understatement. I was in hell. Yeah. I was in fucking hell, and I often say that having brain injury is like having this um, daily ticket to hell, and sometimes you just don't come back. Mm. But some days you do. And that like takes me to the next question because I was going to ask you, obviously, like right now you're doing better. Still healing is a journey. It's not a like a line, a straight linear line. I'll tell you it, one thing. And it's going to be my entire life. Yeah. It's a process, right? It's, it's yeah. a journey just with anything. It, like some days it's better and some days it's not. But can you kind of like pinpoint or do you what like do you have some something out of all the different healing therapies and physio and everything you've done, you know, inspirational other people or, or whatnot, like what has been maybe your number one um, aid in, in your journey in healing? That's a very good question. And uh, this is gonna, I'm gonna sound like a selfish prick, but the most important thing in my healing has been me. This is I the self-worth circle that, yeah. uh, that it's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's, I don't like to put adjectives on it, but it's like, 
when I sat in that shower and, and I've done that many times and I, you know, I call them crisis of faith <laughs> when you're like, everything's fucking tumbling down around them. And, and it's, 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 it's been me because <clears throat> let's put it this way. Uh, we live in a world at the moment. that's pretty fucked up. That's just the way it is. And I think it's always been. Now it's just easier to expose it with uh, phones and camera phones. But I have a problem, which is I have eight holes in my brain and whiplash. And uh, that's my injury. And I can't outsource my healing process or my rehabilitation to anyone else. And if I do that, I'm a lazy fuck. And then I don't deserve it. So it comes down to one decision, the one decision I made, which is to someday win the world championships in Ironman and be someday labeled myself the world's best traumatic brain injury patient. I'm not taking anything else away from anyone. But what, at my point, what I have to become is an expert on my own traumatic brain injury. And if I go to a neurologist. I get an hour with the neurologist maybe. And then he goes home or she goes home. <clears throat> Actually only met two female neurologists, which are one I hated anyway, um, <laughs> which is a better ratio. That's 50%. Greetings, greetings to her. <laughs> no, which would be a better ratio than, than I've met 22, which of those were all guys and I hated 21 out of them. Anyway, um, so, and then, 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 then the neurologist goes home and they forget about me right. because they have their own problems. Yeah. So I am my biggest problem, but I'm also like, I'm also the solution to all my problems. I think I, I, I listened to your intro and, and, and the fact is that I think you have to make a decision. And someone said, I, can't, I think it was Wayne Dyer who said it. He said, you have to make a decision if you live in a hostile or a friendly world. And I live in a friendly world, but in a hostile body because <laughs> my body is waging war against me every fucking moment of the day. Like, so, and that's when I go to these people and I just pick their brain and I challenge them. And I don't challenge them in a way that, that like when they say, uh, you've got brain damage and I go, why? And then I just ask why, because of that. I know that it's not, that's not challenging. Challenging is, is okay. You've got a bleeding in, so I got, I got, for example, I'm missing 20% of my corpus callosum, which is the one that connects the right and the right uh, and left brain lobe. And then I've got a bleeding in my right frontal lobe, which is where the uh, motor skills sit. And I go, okay, well, what does that mean? First of all, what the fuck is a corpus callosum? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they go, oh, okay, well, you know, and then they, then they, one guy, one neurologist actually shout out to Oli Tenovo. He actually, you know, he was like, okay, well, this is what it impacts here. And this it works as the highway between, it's the information highway between the left and right lobe. That's why you have problems saying things. And that's why you have this and that. Your motor skills are in, in, in the frontal lobe, right frontal lobe. And that's why you have trouble writing. But look, um, the brain is plastic. And uh, if a certain part of your brain gets destroyed and you work on it, the surrounding cells will actually pick up the slack. Okay. And then it's like, okay, well, good. So can I make this any worse? Can my bleeding start bleeding again? No. 
Good. Thank you. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, so what do you usually do in this situation? Well, you have a physical therapist. Good. I'll get a physical therapist. Um, and then you, you probably need eye rehab. Good. I'll get that. And then you probably need an osteopath. Fine. And then you need to get a, a, a gym membership or, or, or where you can be on a stationary bike. Fine. I'll do that. Uh, you need to learn how to ride. Good. And it's like, okay. And then I go out and then I go home and I was like, okay, well, um, so I'll do one thing a day and that's rehab. So for example, I stared at a laser pointer for five months to rehab my eyes. When we started with my eyes, they were the age of a 75 year olds. And then six months later, which one of them was intensive rehab, we had gone down to 32 years old, which is okay because I was 31 at that point. So just the most important thing is that, that it's, it's your responsibility. And if someone judges you based on what you are, then they judge you prematurely. And that makes them an idiot, not you. I think that's just like what you just said is so powerful. Like at the end of the day, it's self mastery. Like it comes down to like you taking charge of your own life. N no, like no matter how deep of a rut or like in your case being even not even a rut is enough of a, like a strong word enough to describe what you, know, what you went through. So that's really powerful. And then, and then it's more like, so all the people I just, or all the <clears throat> people I just, or all the titles I just mentioned, you don't get anywhere without help. Mm. But if I don't honor your time by actually doing what you say, then we can do something else. Yeah. And that's where people don't work for it. They actually just think that physical therapy is something where you go there and then they fix you and then you come back. That's not how it works. So that's also like a, so for example, when my doctor said, look, you're going to start taking Alzheimer's medicine, which I forgot to forget to take every other day, which I think is fucking hilarious. I wonder if I took it today. Anyway, uh, I asked him, why do I take it? And he said, well, because uh, it makes you better. And I go, okay, why? And he goes, well, it just makes you better. It makes you more alert. And I go, okay, why? And he goes, well, what do you want to know? The chemical compound? I said, yes. And he said, well, it's, you know, it's because of the, uh, it's a neurotransmitter. Um, and uh, hang on, I can't forget the name. Alzheimer's medicine, and it's not my. I actually once forgot. I sat in the pharmacy, and they asked me what, 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 what medicine do you want? And I said, I can't remember the name of my Alzheimer's medicine. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> I think it's so fucking funny. But uh, so, so like, so that that, and the, and the, that's the granular level you have to go on to to actually see what's wrong with you. So yeah, and then there are a bunch of other things like intermittent fasting. Uh, uh, diet, um, or nutrition, actually. I don't like to talk about diet and sports and so on, but yeah, sorry. That was a long answer to your question. That was a great answer. What would you say to a younger Robson as advice? Go for it. Go for it. Fucking don't listen to anyone. <laughs> I, 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 I like this question. Yeah. Because I actually, I, I, um, Don't, so, so there's this fine line between not caring about what people say and still being respectful. But I like what they said when I did my military service that opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one and no one cares. And I think that's very important is that uh, people try to often project 
their own worldview on you. Which you guys also mentioned in, in I think it was episode four with the veganism whole, and that, that whole thing where I think it's not even just veganism, it's also uh, the carnivore diet or the low carb, high fat, and diet's kind of the new yeah. religious cult thing. I, right? think, I think it's almost with any lifestyle, exactly. anything. And it's like, well, well, well you know, just, I mean- When we uh, label things. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and, and, and I think that's, don't fall into the trap of, of, of being afraid of people labeling you because people have to label you. They have to put you in a box. So that they can understand it or like make sense of it. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah well, she's, 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 she's a yogi person, mm-hmm. you know? Or like Yulia, well, she's, you know, she just eat plant, eats plants. <laughs> and it's like, Not okay, <laughs> well, well, she's Potatoes. so, you know, well, both of them are so much more than that, you know? Um, yeah, and it brings people safety when they can put you into a box. Yeah, she's this, so she probably doesn't do this, and that makes them some kind of. It brings them peace of mind. Yeah, and and that's I mean that, that's just the way people are, especially with Snapchat and Instagram and all this kind of <laughs> stuff today, where we actually have to have a hashtag behind everything, and then you have to have put people in a certain uh, certain boxes, and just like. Don't be afraid to be imperfect either. I mean, just like everyone's imperfect. No one's perfect. And, and just, I think, I think, I think if I could, if I could tell younger Robson, I'd sit on the left shoulder because I'm left-handed and I'd go, just fucking go for it. Go for it. You know, anything, just make all them. I, I, people dwell on, you know, that they would, would not want to make a certain mistake or something. Just make all the mistakes. Who cares? You can't die of guilt anyway or shame. I tried. You just can't. And after you've messed up, if you can, the guilt and shame is very good, but only to a certain point, uh, let's say for two or three minutes. After that, if you can actually separate yourself from that, you're in the most creative uh, mindset you'll ever be because you don't want to be there again. So yeah, I like that. So what kind of like you, you already touched upon this and you mentioned that like the biggest help for you was actually you like the yourself, but what tips would you have to other people who, you know, might be struggling with some kind of physical ailment or something that something really heavy that they're going through to share? Well, this is, I think this is a very good question because physical and psychological um, you guys with, um, uh, in episode four, talked about the gut brain, um, uh, axis. And I think that's very important. There's no injury that is isolated, especially not with brain injuries, but, but, but if you have like depression or if you have, uh, like a broken foot, or if you have a, uh, incurable disease, or if you have, uh, some kind of injury, it's all the same thing. It's become the expert of your injury. Brain damages are interesting because we know so little about the brain. So we say that no two brain damages are like, and that's true, but that's just because we know so little. I think in like, we've taken quantum leaps during the past 10 years within brain research too. And I think the more we talk about it, the better. Stop preaching, but talk about it. So for example, We've got this WhatsApp group called Wonder Women and Batman, where we all have brain injury. And that's, that's, 
it's like magic. When I'm tired or something, I can shoot a message in there and I say, I say I'm, I'm just so fucking tired that I don't know what my name is. And then people go, yeah, I know what you mean. Because if I tell So having them, support is obviously very important. Yeah. And then just, just be the expert on your own injury. Yeah. Because if you can't, um, I think there's, there's a good one actually by Will Smith. And he says, if you don't understand the vocabulary of your artistry, how can you communicate with them? And that's the same thing. So I have to know what a corpus callosum is. Yeah. I have to know the difference between bone, uh, muscular and nerve pain. I have to know the difference between uh, when do I have a tired headache or when, do, which I've had, by the way, for the past four and a half years, or when do I have a dehydration headache? Mm -hmm. They're both kind of in the frontal area for me, but they're two different things. So I have to, so, so, and all these kind of things. And then just talk, talk, talk. Even though some people may not want to listen, just talk to them anyway. Like we're doing right now. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully someone's listening. Thank you to everyone who is listening. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I just find your, find your tribe. Yeah. Would you say it's important to find people who've been through like similar things yeah. so you don't feel like you're the only one going through well, and no one because people maybe have you had people coming up and like i i i feel you and you're like yeah you you don't even know <laughs> like come on <laughs> like walk my shoes take a walk in my shoes well yeah it's happened but i got to live for 30 years healthy like my biggest thing was migraines. That was my, okay, that's a few bone injuries here and there. But you don't know what it's like. And often also, even though if you can sympathize, you, you, you can't. Because you, 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 when you've got brain damage, you live on, you live on the injuries Like it's just there and, mm -hmm. and, and you can't, you can do stuff to make it a bit better or then it's just really bad. And you just live on, on the injuries criteria. And, and I haven't woken up feeling, I haven't felt rested in four and a half years. It's like a eternal hangover. So, but then again, I'm very glad that people say that I feel you and so on, because that means their problems aren't as big as mine. And then we come to the next question. Well, how can you say that they're not as big? Because I don't know how tired you are, or I don't know what kind of pain you feel. We can have a zero to 10 pain scale. Yeah. But for me, like a, a, a four could be your one, or it could be your or my 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, so if someone says that they feel me, and they haven't been through traumatic brain injury, I'm happy for them because that means they don't, they don't suffer on the same level I do and no one should do that. No one. And besides, it's not gonna help me either to say, well, you don't know how I feel. Exactly. <laughs> it's just probably them showing compassion. Well, they, yeah, exactly. Like people want yeah. to help. And that's yeah. the cool thing about people is that they wanna help, but yeah. you have to somehow articulate it too. So, I mean, and that's, that's, that's with, 
So there's this discussion about mental illness too in a wor- warped world called Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's a weird place. <laughs> where at some point, if you hadn't been through mental health, you weren't allowed to discuss it. And I think that's the most stupid thing ever. Because it took me a year to notice that I was depressed. And it also took me about four months to actually realize that I had had suicidal tendencies for four months. But if I would have spoken to someone, or if someone would have aired their opinions or their experiences, or not even someone that had gone through it, but someone that had actually heard someone gone through, go through it, and then, then aired their like kind of experiences, that could have helped me. Yeah. So don't shy away from it either. And that's, that's I answer really long answers. Really no, we really love long it. Answers. Uh, but to get back to your thing is that if you want to help me and ask me how I am and then put aside like 15 minutes because I'm going to answer for a long time, but, or then just go, I'd love to hear about it sometimes or, or something like that or read my blogs or, or, or something like that. And then, but we don't have to act as if it's not there. There's a, otherwise there's a huge elephant in the room that what is addressing. And I think that's stupid because I'm, I don't know, actually, Eva can answer this question. Am I any different from when I was 15, 20 years ago? I'd say you're, you're pretty much the same, but I would say you've gained a lot of like wisdom. Um, well, thank you. I actually <laughs> have my wisdom teeth removed. So I think the wisdom went with that. But, but I mean, in, obviously insight, there's been insight. a lot of like, growth, um, you know, maturity, life, obviously yeah. we'll, we'll have, and, and what we've been through, but I mean, inside you're, you're still the same old, you know, crazy Robson who would run around and be, you know, bike <laughs> around and, yeah. <laughs> or pants. Yeah. But, but I mean, so, so like, so you don't have to, you don't have to let something define you either. Either you, either the situation defines you or you define the situation, but you need room to actually come back to be able to bounce back because some of the things that I've gone through have been so fucking traumatic that, that, that they still hurt to talk about. But that's, I always say, so I, I've, my brain damage is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's the most painful. It's the most traumatic, even though my friend died in a motorcycle accident and then like and our family company went bankrupt, but this is, this is my personal tragedy. And it puts things into perspective. And at that point, when you have that perspective, you grow if you choose to grow. Yeah. And, and I think just everyone needs to give everyone else some fucking space nowadays. That was what I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. And I think it's really profound how, how you're able to communicate this to the whole world. And now I've, I lost track in my answer. Now I want to say my brain damage is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Think about it. Um, in 2018, yeah, it was in November. I got a phone call from Alaste uh, and the Kids and Youth Foundation, and they asked me if I wanted to tour schools around around Finland and talk to kids about dreams. And I said, yes, 
And they said, okay, good. We haven't, we haven't told you what it's about yet. <laughs> and I said, I don't care. I don't even care if you pay me, I'll do it. And I've gone to speak in front of around 5,000 kids. And I get to talk about what traumatic brain injury is. I talk about what depression is. And I talk about how you should treat your family and, 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 and value them and, and listen to them and, and, and how suicide is never an option. And if that's the pain I've had to go through to do that, bring it on any day. So that's I think beautiful. I think, yeah. I think there's I think there's a bit of growth happened since yeah. seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> For but, sure. There's that wisdom. But, but I, I don't know. I don't like I don't I don't I don't I'm not wise and I'm not I'm not anything of those things. I'm just have a bunch of experience. And but wisdom I, comes through experience. Well, I mean yeah. knowledge is studying, but wisdom comes through real experience and that's what you've you've gained obviously yeah was it hang on who was it who said i haven't i haven't let my education get in the way of my schooling yeah <laughs> and i like that yeah for sure i mean by the way i, I haven't really learned much that i need in life in school <laughs> which i sometimes tell the kids <laughs> and the teachers look at me and they go hmm. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple more yes. questions and then we're going to start to uh, wrap it up. But just as a, a last few questions, like what are you up to these days? And you've mentioned that you tour around and you talk to kids, but what else do you do? Like, where can we find you? Well, during non-corona times, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also am then lucky because I get to be an announcer for Ironman and then swim run events. Um, and that's what I do. Um uh, normally and then um i was supposed to do my comeback iron man this year um but i moved it to next year we actually now i do a lot of bike training we we um i love my road bike um and uh we're actually going to try to set a world record in august september um uh let's see how that goes but um so that, that that's kind of what i do and then then i goof around on instagram um i don't use any filters Unless it makes me uglier, because uh, <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, you don't sell your own presets? What? <laughs> no, 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 and I don't have my own skincare line either. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> and I don't use. But maybe uh, next year coming up. Yeah, Robson self tanning stuff. Yeah. Um, the Bali. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I like my Instagram to be kind of mine. Um, and I like, I like the, um, I like the when you guys said that you guys use a filter if you have a pimple uh, or if you haven't worn <laughs> At makeup. At least we're honest Hashtag truth. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's, I was like, well, when was the last time I used makeup? And it's like, well, I think- When was from, the last time you even had a pimple? Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, like the other week, um, I've got one beside, like just under my nose That's that was a white um, for a long time. Did you um, name it? I usually name my Bob. pimples. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, so don't Bob, have... But Bob is... <laughs> well, let's see if we can try to get Instagram to make a Bob filter. We'll actually get a pimple. Whoa, that's a, a great idea. Yeah, 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 Bob the pimple. Yeah. Um, 
but that's what I do normally. And then as you can see, I do a lot of biking because I got these, uh, there's a rule within biking that you have to keep your tan line sharp and I actually okay. have kept them sharp. So no self tanning anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, and then I, my girlfriend made a huge mistake last year. She introduced me to golf and that's then, um, sparked my competitive fire, which is interesting. Um, yeah, but that's basically my, my normal days are I wake up and then I do a bunch of sports and then um, during normal times, I'm, I have a few speaking engagements uh, a week and then, or then I get to do an Ironman announcing event or I announce a swim run event or um, I get to be on a podcast like this, which is fucking awesome. You also host your, your um, own podcast. Yes, which is a bit niche because it's in Finnish and I want you guys to be both on them. Uh, uh, separately, but yeah, we have, we have, uh, Finnish isn't that hard of a language. So <laughs> we're all <laughs> Finnish Swedish here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's about, um, what's uh, the one, we only have one question to each uh, guest and it's what's your passion and, and what has it brought you in life? Yeah. And then we just kind of circle around that. Um, we used to, yeah. Yeah. So if you speak Finnish, check out the podcast. We can actually put it in the show notes cool. so that and then people if you, can find it. Yeah. And if you just check out my Instagram if you want to. It's <laughs> we'll add that to the show links as well. But we really love like very authentic yeah. Instagrams. My favorite, it's my favorite best. gif is the one where um, I, I, um, I, I'm having a crap day so I can't smile authentically. So I put on that one on where the teeth fall out. Oh yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> And then, and then actually let's prop, uh, our friends, uh, smoothie place. So if bar bar, which is awesome. So I might get a smoothie from there. That's yeah. kind of like a good day. Yeah. In, swim bike in Helsinki. Yes. So yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of what my days look like. And then probably haven't done half the crap that Steena asked me to do. <laughs> that's, that's his girlfriend. Yeah. So last but not least, I mean, this is the self-worth circle. And this is something we ask every single guest on the show. It's the most important question of them all. What does what does self worth mean to you? Yes, and that's why I googled this today. <laughs> so self worth is self esteem. That's the same thing. And um, for me, for I've thought a lot about this, and I thought a lot about this during the past four and a half years. Um, and also before that, but I've kind of, it's a mixture of the two things. Um, it's a mixture of don't give a fuckness. And then it's a mixture of do what you love. Um, and I, I like to, so if it's, if it's legal and if it's in line with your morals and it makes you happy, do it because I think self-worth is a byproduct of doing what you love. It, it actually just, it's, it's not something that, um, that actually can be bought and it shouldn't be outsourced either, just like my rehab. So if, um, I always have this, <clears throat> I thought about this too today, where it's like, um, I've met a lot of people. Some people have, tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. Some people have two, 
Some people don't even have Instagram. Uh, some people have hundreds of thousands of dollars or, or euros on their bank account. Some people have none. Um, some people have a cool car or a nice home or whatever. But I always, without saying it to people, I always challenge them to prove them to me. So all that material crap doesn't matter. Actually, it's not. If, if, and I like the point where someone said that if, yeah, it was Simon Sinek who said, if you donate a hundred thousand euros to charity, people go, okay, cool. But if you go paint houses for a Saturday, people would be like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool. So for me, it's like, I meet, I meet a ton of people, which I think is awesome. And uh, a fraction of them is actually people I'd like to spend time with. And that brings me to the point where it's like, I don't spend time with anyone that I don't really actually vibe with. But if I do meet you, I'll ask you a ton of questions. And then, because I want to get to know you. And then, then I'll see how you stack up. And it's not a question of, of, of being the alpha male or something like that. It's just a question of, is my time worth mm. spending with you? Because in that shower, I noticed that, 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 that <laughs> as soon as you're born, you'd start dying. <laughs> and then you just have to fucking get on with it. And no one knows how much time you have. So... Uh, don't outsource your happiness to anyone. And that's, that's it's interesting how we've twisted the word self-esteem and self-worth is because if you don't value yourself, how is anyone else going to value you? And it doesn't, and, and, and if, if you've made enemies good, that means that you stood up for something at some point. And I see this, I see this with many of my friends who say that, you know, we have to, Oh, you can't do that because it ruffles your feathers. They're feathers. Like, well, okay. Well, if you don't can't take it, then fine. You know. <laughs> but it's like it's like don't yeah. don't hurt me with a lie. No, don't comfort me with a lie. Or how did it go? Uh, yeah, just, yeah. So honesty is kind of like so. You know, yeah. So that's in essence what I think self-worth is without answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great answer. Cause it was like, you were talking about yeah. boundaries really. And like valuing your, yourself and putting yourself first before anything else. And valuing your time. Well, yeah. because if I can, so my, time, time yeah. is, my time is limited. Um, right. Uh, and even more so with my brain damage. So that means that every second I spend is away from something else. Yeah. And it's also interesting because obviously everyone wants to help everyone, but if I'm not, if I'm not rested and as, as I can be and all of that, then I can't help anyone. So it's me first. Yeah. 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 I guess that's it. And well, then I do yoga, which is very important too, which I haven't <laughs> mentioned at all, but yeah. Yeah, I guess that's self-worth. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for putting or spending time here with us also. Thank you for, for sharing me. everything. Yeah, thank it's you. Been, I've been just like sitting. 
I don't know. It's been amazing to just listen. Uh, can I just with like finish with one story that I usually can, tell absolutely. the kids? It's like, if you're listening to this, um, statistically, you're probably in better shape than I am, which means that you can achieve everything and more I've achieved. Now, if you ever doubt yourself, go to the store, pick up a roll of goat cheese, unwrap it, and it's all nice. It's all got no holes in it. And then have that in your left hand, pick up a cheese, Swiss cheese with holes in it. And that's my brain. Now, if I can accomplish this stuff with that whole Swiss cheese brain, what can you accomplish? Because we've all been in that situation where if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Thank you. That's a beautiful note to end with. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has been listening. You'll find all the... Um, the links to Instagrams and Facebooks and podcasts in the show notes and have a beautiful day wherever you're at and see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>